talking. So, um, yes, we were gone for about a week or so. So we're going all the way back to the Ravens' uh, victory over the Patriots two weeks ago. Um, I had another spectacular game against the Bengals. Of course, just past week, but two weeks ago when we weren't in, unfortunately we we're away. I was down south. Um, and you also got to see a uh, little little Drew Brees action uh, there, didn't you? Yes, yes, I did. I was there. I was in uh, New Orleans um, this past weekend. Uh, big rivalry game with the Saints playing the Falcons. Absolutely. Big rivals. I was down there. I had Uber drivers and Lyft drivers <laughs> talking to me about it, calling them the dirty birds and how they were going to whoop them, this and that. And I mean, with the Saints being 7-1 and one and the Falcons being 1-7, and seven, yeah. I did really expect that to be the outcome. I was excited to be there for the win, really stand by in the city. So that game with the, with the Falcons ending up taking, taking the victory home from New Orleans, that was a real big shock to the city as a whole. I was glad I got to be there for it. Uh, the tailgates, they were absolutely amazing in the mornings. In my hotel, I was woken up by just music coming from the streets at about 8.30 in the morning. It was a noon game there in the city. Yeah. And it was just absolutely just alive with just people. It was herds of people walking towards the stadium. I was about uh, 10 minutes away from it. So I walked down myself, you know, I walked past all the tailgates, walked through some of those, saw all the grilling, all that good southern food. It was a really good time. I didn't go to the game. Uh, I did some other stuff that day, but... But uh, you got to experience the tailgating uh, a little bit walking by, so... Probably best I didn't go to the game, considering the outcome. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Uh, I feel bad for the the fans that uh, were expecting to get the big win, but, you know, I want to get into the the Ravens-Patriots game. Um, that was one of the games on our schedule that people were 100% uh, marking the Patriots to be, you know, blowing us out and everything else. And I just thought it was really f- cool how um, that wasn't the outcome. But also, uh, the Ravens are, are like, skewing off uh, statistics there in uh, Vegas for odds and everything else. Uh, my buddy, shout out uh, Mitchell Sperling, he uh, won $2,000 off of that game, which is pretty nice. But... The biggest thing that I was pointing out to people before the game even started was that New England didn't play Baltimore last year. So the only thing that they have seen of Lamar Jackson is on film, which is great. Obviously, that's fantastic. But Lamar Jackson is a completely different weapon when it comes to actually playing him in person. And I I listened to a lot of different people talk about the game afterwards, Um, you know, like Skip Bayless and all those other, uh, you know, Big name guys. Yeah, big name guys. And they were all like, well, I thought, you know, Belichick was going to do this or do that. And, dude, they didn't have an answer for Lamar Jackson. Not at all. No, they did not. Uh, It's just too dynamic of a system. And I think the Ravens' offensive um, module that they run is advanced in the NFL as a whole. They can run a ton of quarterback options, a ton of different read options, a ton of sneaks. Um different screen options that aren't available to teams who have uh, Philip Rivers or an Andrew Rogers or those guys who really aren't as mobile as Lamar Jackson. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think Lamar Jackson, uh, he proved himself that game. That was a game that, you know, Lamar had to step up and do something big. Uh, the Patriots being undefeated, 7-0. And I think that it was really important that the Ravens, they had to come ready to play. Now, when we were 
when I was talking last uh, to somebody, the Ravens, they took a week off during their bye week, like no practice. They didn't start practice until the week before the Patriots game. Yeah, I that remember co- talking right. about this. You seemed worried, Scott. I was very worried about it. And, you know, I think that now that the game's over, I'm, I'm obviously happy. I'm not going to say that if we lost, I was going to blame it on the week of not practicing. I think it got everybody healthy again. Um, but, you know, that's that's a big game right there. And to not have a practice would have been, you know, for a week. I thought I figured that it would kind of, uh, you know, take the mentality down and kind of just have them come out really just not ready to play. And, my God, was I wrong. Um yeah. Our defense came out spectacular. It's not all about Lamar Jackson. You you had Mark Andrews was a dog in that game, just making fabulous catches. Mark Ingram running the ball as well. And I just thought it was a very put-together game for the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah, well done. The Ravens really just stayed consistent with their lead from the beginning of the game to the end of the game. Defense stayed very strong. Offense, again, working like a machine. Uh, this drives Lamar Jackson well over two hundred or two thousand, excuse me, passing yards now. And I mean, this kid has over seven hundred rushing yards this season. That's absolutely insane for a quarterback. It is. He's beating out running backs in the league. Guys like Saquon Barkley have like four hundred and four yards. Todd Gurley, four hundred twenty-eight yards. And these are running backs. That is their position. Saquon Barkley had over 100 touches and only managed 404 yards. While Lamar Jackson, a quarterback, throwing for over 2,000 yards, that's, that's more than some of these quarterbacks who are simply just staying in the pocket and simply throwing. That's on par with them. Guys like Phillip Rivers and Aaron Rodgers, they're in the 2000s. Lamar Jackson's only a couple hundred yards behind them in the passing, and he's rushing more than some of the top running backs in the league right now. Absolutely. Yeah, no, it's uh, it's very interesting. And, I, I mean, I kind of want to talk about it. We can talk about it, like, after we talk more about both of the games. But right now, Lamar Jackson is in the MVP picture at the moment with Russell Wilson and as well as Tom Brady. And I think as a 22-year-old second, I mean, technically, rookie year, full year, I think that's – I. I I, I my words are kind of just taken away. I think that it's a he's a very humbling kid. I watch every single post game, you know, interview that he does and he just handles the media so well. They're like, "Oh, well, what about this guy? Like, do you think cuz like they asked him, they said, "Do you see a little bit of yourself in Wat in Watson who he's going to be going up against on Sunday?" And he literally goes, "I'm Lamar Jackson." So, I play Lamar Jackson ball. I mean, it's just great how he handles everything. And so going into this game, um, you know, first drive, they just came out first drive that they had the offense and Lamar Jackson scored the first touchdown. So right there, he kind of set the tone for the game, which I thought was extremely impressive. Um, And like I said, like the receivers and everybody else, it was mostly a running game. Uh, for for sure, I know Andrews called a few, and I thought that that was really important. And I'm pretty sure Marquise Brown had some decent uh, catches um, in that game as well. And that was his first game, kind of back, a little healthy um, with the foot and everything else. So yeah, first game back, he got over a 40 yard touchdown. Absolutely amazing. Defenses really forget how fast this young receiver is. They they're focused on Lamar Jackson. We're just a fast team. Mark Ingram, Lamar Jackson, uh, Marquise Brown. These are all fast fast players and defenses really don't look at that a lot but it was a really well put together team 
Um, really well put together game. It wasn't crazy. There's no insane plays on either side, no crazy comebacks, but just a really well played game by the Ravens offense. And I think it really shows what they can be. And you, you they did bring up MVP um, talks about Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. Tom Brady, I don't see him getting it unless he really turns it around or something. Absolutely. The defense has been carrying the Patriots exponentially this season. For sure. No, definitely. And the thing, the funny thing is, is that, you know, their schedule also, like, everybody, everybody wants to point to the schedules. Their schedule was no harder than anybody else's schedule. So just like the Ravens, if the Ravens had, like, like we talked about, if John Harbaugh wasn't calling dumb calls during the Kansas City game, the Ravens could have won that game. And we just played terribly against the Browns just all around, offensively, defensively, and that's what really lost us the game because we were obviously in the game for a pretty decent amount of time. It was like the third quarter when like, I started watching us kind of fall. Mark Ingram fumbled the ball, and it just, it just went downhill yep, from there. That was the first Ravens turnover that entire season. Right. So if you really think about it, our schedule has been just as uh, equivalent to the Patriots' schedule this year. And, you know, everybody's so quick to talk about the Patriots, but, you know, the Ravens, they get to play Kansas City again, most likely, and they also are going to see the Patriots again, most likely. And we're going to have to play, just as, if, if not just as hard, much, much harder for both teams in order to win both those games. And if there's a home field advantage in there as well for the Ravens, then it's, it's also going to be a lot more difficult for these other teams because home field advantage, there's nothing like a packed M&T Bank Stadium. The crowd is just on. It's just unreal. I mean, you have to see it for yourself. But yeah, definitely for the MVP race, I'm looking at Lamar and I'm looking for. I'm looking at Russell Wilson. I really am. Obviously, there's other dynamic quarterbacks that are doing perfectly fine. But if you look at you know the media and hear what the media is talking about, it's all about Lamar Jackson and Russell Wilson. So yeah, and I love both of those guys. Yeah. Um, I was originally a Seahawks fan when I was younger. I loved. Loved Russell Wilson, loved the Legion of Boom, just that entire team, you know, Tyler Lockett, um, Bolden, all those guys. Now with Metcalf, young, strong, great receiver, who's really been growing as the season has. But I think Russell Wilson would be a great MVP candidate. I would in no way be upset if Lamar got that, even, oh, uh, yeah, sorry, Russell Wilson got, got that, it even, even over, over Lamar, Lamar yeah, Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. Especially with the Seahawks just knocking San Francisco out of the undefeated category yeah. uh, this past Monday night. And I, and I think that the Ravens are also going to be playing them really well as also. Um, well, if you don't remember, uh, Ravens beat the Seahawks in a spectacular performance. They did. By they did. Defeated the Seahawks and the Patriots, two top-tier leagues in the yeah, NFL Yeah, right absolutely. Now. And I th- I'm, I'm really excited to see how the Eagles also play um, the Patriots because, you know, the, the Eagles got demolished by Dallas. And Dallas is a top contender in their kind of category. So you can yeah. kind of see what, what the picture is going to be when it comes to, like, Super Bowls and everything else. Obviously, you still have the Saints that are doing a really good job right now. Patriots are up there. Seahawks are up there. Ravens are up there. So there's still, you know, some time left in the season, obviously. But 
right now it's looking for it's looking pretty heavily that we could see what our real competition would be if we did end up making it to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I'm looking forward to see how the Saints um really come back because Drew Brees' first game back, he did amazing, threw over 300 yards, a couple touchdowns. But this past game against the Falcons, I don't know what was going yeah, on. Yeah, something was going on this there. This just looked like what a quarterback would be like coming off of an injury. It's like it all finally hit him or something. So they're going in to play Tampa Bay. Uh, next weekend and their offense has been pretty powerful just racking up touchdowns and points their defense is primarily the reason they have not been winning games I mean Russell Wilson being an MVP candidate yes but he single-handedly scored five touchdowns against them all passing and that that just can't happen in a in a team that wants to compete in this league yeah no absolutely and I think that it's it's going to be an inter- it's going to be very interesting to watch the rest of the uh huh, the NFL season. There's still half, you know, if if not a little bit less than half amount of games left uh for many teams. So it's going to be an interesting second half of the season and I think that's really going to dictate how it's going to go playoff time. I think Lamar is now comfortable. I'm not real worried. You know, everybody says that Brady's a different different type of competitor um, come time playoffs, which is true. I think everybody kind of steps up their game. But I think Lamar last year was kind of like, whoa, like I made the playoffs. Like, you know, what am I going to do? His throwing throwing was very underdeveloped. And, of course, that's going to happen when you come in like later in the season. The plays aren't designed around you. Now it's a whole different story. So I'm not worried about Lamar Jackson come time playoff time. Uh, like some other people may be. And, you know, going back to, uh, you know, the Patriots game and even in the in the Cincinnati game, he made some great throws, throws that the other media, big media guys were kind of drawing up and being like, wow, like this is a this is a growth type of throw because, you know, that. Lamar, everybody's talks about his throwing and everything else. I mean, this guy really put in work on the offseason to get his throwing down pack, so, and it looks spectacular. Now, going into the Bengals game, Bengals being, oh, I believe, 0-8? Oh 0-8 eight? Oh eight now, yes. Yeah, so they were 0-7 oh when they played us, and, I mean, I, I, they couldn't find the, the, the spark there at all. Uh, the Ravens just ate them up defensively, offensively. I mean, Lamar Jackson had his uh, extremely amazing play that he had and scored a touchdown off of it. So, Well, yeah, I, I also think this game does show how the Ravens have grown as an organization. When they played Cincinnati earlier in the season, they did not put up the same amount of numbers. They did not play the same game almost but this is the beginning of the season this is after they had lost to Cleveland and after they had the close game at Pittsburgh which these are just teams that the Ravens should and I think now would take full advantage of their flaws and end up winning so coming off this win win at New England or against New England going to Cincinnati and just really bringing that same kind of energy to Cincinnati and really just having fun with it and you hate to see it in 0 and 17. Yeah. But they were I mean they were throwing in RG3 for snaps. Oh you yeah. Know? They yeah. were throwing options to RG3. Some people were upset about RG3 coming into the game and I was like, you know, it makes a little bit of sense. You're winning 49 to 10. What does Lamar need to stay in there for? He's got his shades on on the sideline. 
He's yeah. he's big chilling. Forty nine to yeah. ten. I don't think that. Uh, I think give RG three some shine. People forget how good of a quarterback RG3 was for the Washington Redskins. He was an amazing quarterback. People are comparing him to guys like Mike Vick, almost very similar to the comparison of Lamar Jackson, but Lamar Jackson then really being more versatile and better and knock on wood not getting the same injury that stopped RG3's career. But yeah, they they put RG three in, but they they they're rotating him in with Lamar Jackson. They're having two quarterbacks on the field at the same time and just throwing pitches back, getting the first down. We had, I just think that's amazing. We had three Heisman winners in the backfield at yeah, one time. That's an entire play. That's that that is the Ravens playbook. They have they have the whole Heisman package playbook. The backfield of Heisman um, winners, I've, which is amazing. Yeah, I also I really like the play that Lamar does where he. It starts to run, but then he dishes it off at the last second to Ingram, and that play just works spectacularly every single time. Exactly. Every Quick time. Pitch off, and they can do that with Ingram. They can do that with RG3, as they've proved before. There's just so much going on yeah. in the backfield that really just distracts the defense. And if they have, and eventually just don't want to do anything in the backfield, Lamar Jackson has an arm, and the defense, unless they're playing a strict man coverage, they're going to be distracted by the backfield and making sure they don't get yards off the run, which will lead wide receivers open for Lamar Jackson to get that ball to him, which he's done a very good job of doing. I think he's really relaxed and he's matured more. He's almost throwing Russell Wilson-like passes now, where yeah. not every one of them needs to be a 1,000 miles an hour dart, you know, off the back foot if necessary. He's just taking it. He's he's floating some of them. He's he, lobbing some. He has a very crafty way of doing what he does. You'll see the little kind of little um, mimic of uh, Pat Mahomes in him, where he kind of side throws it, and sometimes it works. It works pretty much ninety nine percent of the time. Sometimes it'll hit somebody in the helmet by accident. Oh well, whatever. But um, yeah, you know, Pat Mahomes. Very quiet because of his uh, injury this this year. We'll see what happens second half of the year. I think he's still going to be a very good dynamic quarterback because that's who he is. Respect him 100%. But I just think that Lamar is, is now getting the attention that he sort of deserves. But then there are still people saying, well, Lamar still needs to do this and that. And maybe he does, but... I mean, you got to give him credit for his wins against Seattle and the Patriots and giving the Patriots their first loss of the 2019-2020 season. So, I'm just hoping this momentum stays. And you can really tell with the team, and I think that's a big part of why they're playing the way they are. Absolutely. I, it just, as long as it doesn't get to their heads, I think they're going to continue to have an amazing run of it. And hopefully it can even lead to playoffs. And once they're in playoffs, continue that. But if that momentum stops... They do still need to regroup, regroup and play a good ball game. Yeah. And that's one thing. Great teams like the Patriots, um, even great leaders like Green Bay Packers, Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees on the Saints, all these guys, they'll play the exact same way no matter if they're up 30 points or if they're down 30 points. Yeah, no, they're, for sure. They're staying the same way. And you got to respect that as a quarterback and as a team. And that's how you build a dynasty yeah any team can have an excited game where they where they throw amazing passes and it's just momentum that carries it for you but eventually that momentum is going to slow down and they still have to be able to perform right and then uh i read something today ray lewis said how much he wants to come out of retirement so he can go (laughs) play with lamar jackson 
He told Steve Bashotti to let him uh let him come out of retirement so he can uh get on the field with uh with LJ. And I just I can't even imagine Lamar Jackson and then you having like Anquan Bolden and like Ed Reed and Ray Lewis and like all the uh, Tory Smith even like all the OGs with what we have now that Ravens the Ravens have a oh history of amazing players and yes if they had that same defense it would be amazing but you're even seeing it this year even last year Ravens had an amazing defense our defense is what basically gave us that Super Bowl with Joe Flacco and people were worried about our defense this year coming they in were, because I was one of them I, yeah no I I was a little worried um I never like to judge anything before I watch them actually in action, you know? And against that Browns team, I was very worried. I was too. Um, but I, I, I noticed in the Kansas City game that when our defense steps up and our offense steps up, that's how you get closer to a complete game. And that is exactly, you know, even though we lost to Kansas City, we lost by two points and... I just think that our defense is just growing each and every time, and I really like our def- our defensive coordinator. I think he does a really great job with our defense week in and week out. Um, he's posing with them in pictures. You can just tell that the chemistry is just there and that the, the players have respect for the coach as well. It's just a whole – the whole entire organization seems like it's very together, which I think it always has been, but it's just going to show in these important games. Oh, exactly. And with the pickup of Marcus Peters, that is an absolutely amazing investment by the Ravens defense. He already has two touchdowns on the season. Two pick sixes. only played three games with the Ravens. So he's a great addition. He really gives something for other teams to fear. Absolutely. And I think that uh, that was, I agree, great pickup. And it's somebody, Marlon Humphrey actually said that he is one of the smartest cornerbacks that he has ever played with ever and I think that's really important I think that they they're definitely going hands and hands off of each other and another thing I want to talk about is the they cut um Cyrus Jones their punt returner right after he got um after he dropped that ball in the I believe it was the New England game. He dropped the ball. Yes, because that is what turned the momentum in the New England game. Yep. Because the Ravens were having a spectacular first yeah. quarter. Let, let and, him to a touchdown. Yeah, and it led him to a touchdown, and that's where they got all their momentum from. And it's funny because I was talking to, to Charlie, and I was like, dude, literally, like, I guarantee you he's going to be cut tomorrow. Because that's what I would have done. I mean, even John Harbaugh has talked about the Ravens' special teams, and it just isn't you know, up to par. Um, I don't know what team that they played, but first drive of the game, they got scored on. I'm pretty sure it was the Browns game. Like, we just yeah. can't be letting that happen, you yeah. know? I mean, especially not, no, not on the Browns. Even though Nick Chubb is having an amazing season, he's got 919 rushing yards so far. And then you got Kareem Hunt that's yep. back into it as well. He's back, so they're running a two-running back offense now. So that's really going to make the Browns team more dynamic. But there's something that just still isn't clicking there. And I think it's just because they, they, they think of themselves so much better than they actually are. Sure, you have these great players, but you can't get discouraged off one missed pass, throw the game away. Baker Mayfield telling the home stadium they need to be quiet when they're on offense. Like, come on. What is that? That's not football. That's not, that's not someone who's... That's not someone whose Cleveland is going to get behind. 
I just, you know, I am a fan of of Baker Mayfield. Like when he was at Oklahoma, I was a fa- I was I was a very big fan. I didn't even care about all the backlash that he was getting because of certain things that he did. I'm a I'm I'm a college athlete. You've played sports before. Yep. Like you played all throughout high school and all throughout growing up, and so have I. And we both know that yeah, there, it gets competitive sometimes. So things happen. I just like I never kind of thought of him as oh this kid is like way too cocky, you know. But bro, you're not winning games. Yeah. You're not winning games, and that is where you got to draw the line of okay, I need to stop being so you know, hippity hop and I need to start winning games because if, if you're not winning games, you don't deserve to have that hippity hop type of attitude, in my opinion. Yeah, he's, he's blaming a lot of things on external factors. I don't believe he's wor- working on himself enough. Like, oh, the stadium's too loud or oh, this and that. It's ridiculous, in my opinion. It's excuses. Absolutely. Leaders don't do that. Guys like Aaron Rodgers, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, even Lamar Jackson, a young quarterback, they don't do that. They're team players. They're coachable. They get the job done. Baker Mayfield, I do believe he can get the job done. But the kid's got to get out of his own head. Absolutely. And it's just going to, like you, you said, he has to find himself, and that's the only way that he's going to be able to do that. In other news, Colin Kaepernick, he's getting, uh, he's getting some, qual- some, uh, some workout time in. Yep, they're having an event, and there's been a lot of talks on whether this is just a show or teams are actually looking and considering him and there's really no way to tell honestly considering this combine is strictly just for Colin Kaepernick and being recorded for all 32 NFL teams to look at so I think that's really interesting but he's been out of the league a very long time and they said he's he's kept up with playing football and with his fitness and all that but that's still a really long time to come out of retirement absolutely I think I think it's going to be very interesting. Uh, and then I heard some, some talk about Antonio Brown talking to the uh, Philadelphia Eagles as well, which, I'm, I mean, you know, with that whole situation, I know you and I, we both don't really like talking about Antonio Brown, but you kind of have to right now. I don't know what the Eagles want to get themselves involved with, as you can already see that this guy has created a numerous amount of problems in the NFL so I don't understand why you would even want to talk to him. Yeah, I think he definitely needs to take the year. I don't think any teams will or should pick him up this season. Next season, there will be a, a chance where I could see him returning. I wouldn't have a problem with that. Hopefully he has his head on straight and he's resolved some of his personal issues. But, I mean, I think this Colin Kaepernick thing's great. It can just let him really just show out who he is. This is a way to settle some disputes. Um, with him in the NFL because clearly they did factually they wronged him in some way because he did win a settlement with the NFL yeah now I don't know how much of that is public or what exactly the facts of that is that's all in the case but just by winning that the NFL did wrong him in some way so this on top of the settlement is a way for them to kind of repay Colin Kaepernick by just giving him an outlet not giving him a handout not giving him anything like that but an outlet to show himself and see if any teams want to are, pick yeah, him up. Yeah, are willing to pick him up. Yep. Um, I, I mean, there's a lot of there's this is a rough this is a rough season for quarterbacks. There's a lot of second strings coming in, and not all of them are as good as like the Kyle Allens 
and the Gardner Minshews and those guys. And so. there's yeah, and Lamar Jackson himself even said, you know, he's got to prepare. He's worried about this season for sure. But then he starts talking about the future. He said, you know, we really got to start preparing for this new generation, new era of quarterbacks. I mean, they're just getting better, more dynamic, more versatile. Well, Kaepernick could do that. He's proved that when he played in the NFL. That guy could move. For sure. For sure. So it's going to be interesting. But you just have to remember that there are so many other people that are coming in and it's going to be it's going to be a difficult ride. But as long as you're willing to hop on and and ride, that's all that really matters. And I mean, I think teams could definitely use him. Oh, for sure. Um, As far as the Steelers, bro. Yes, the Steelers (laughs) could use him right now. The freaking Bengals could yep, use him right Bengals. now. I would even say the Titans, but Tannehill's doing decent there, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, Mariota, Mariota and uh, Derrick Henry, that was another Heisman backfield. Uh, unfortunately, Mariota just keep, couldn't, keep up, couldn't keep up the tradition. But yeah, there's teams that could totally utilize use, him. Use Absolutely. Colin Kaepernick. I'm not saying he's going to turn their season around or anything like that. I'm just saying they are weak in the quarterback position, which is very important to an offense. Even like when Kaepernick was in the NFL before, he also could run the ball. And I remember that very well. I remember he would destroy the Ravens' defense sometimes when he would run it right up the middle when they were, when they were playing um, – you know, not a zone coverage. He just destroyed the middle oh, of the field every time. Yeah, he'd go through many, numerous defenses. He's one of the only three quarterbacks, along with Lamar Jackson and Michael Vick, to have over 150 rushing yards yeah. in a single game. So he proved himself as a very good quarterback, but the only problem is he would be coming out of a long retirement. Most guys who come no, out yeah. of retirement are like the like the Jason Wintons or Marshawn Lynch's, where they didn't really wait that long. But, I mean, we'll see what he's got at the Combine, and I wish him the best of luck. I think the guy deserves a shot. Yeah, I definitely think he deserves a shot, and I, I think he's going to get it, uh, according to him on his Twitter uh, post. And then you got to talk about the the Jalen Ramsey Twitter post with about Antonio Brown and Juju Smith-Schuster. I don't know if you saw that or heard about that at all. Uh, I know Jalen Ramsey likes to talk. He's a good cornerback, and that's what makes good cornerbacks. I just know from playing in high school, playing with all the football guys, cornerbacks talk. Cornerback is the hardest position, in my opinion, to play in Oh, absolutely. NFL. And having that mind game in their favor, I think, makes the job a little bit easier for him. Yeah, I mean, he's <laughs> he tweeted out to uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and said, you ain't no Antonio Brown, son. <laughs> and Juju Smith... Handled it just as well as Lamar Jackson likes to handle the media, and he just wrote back, "You're right. I'm not. I'm I'm Juju Smith." <laughs> so, yeah. Juju's a good kid. He's had he's had a rough season. I think only two touchdowns on the season so yeah. far. But Pittsburgh as a whole has just had a rough season. With Ben with Ben Roethlisberger being being out, it definitely has been rough for them. So. Now, do you think this is going to be the end of Ben Roethlisberger? You think he's going to retire after this year, or you think he'll keep trudging? You know. It's kind of hard to say because people said the same thing. People don't like going out of, you know, their career with such a bad ending. Yep. So if he does come back, I'm giving it one more, one more season. And then I think he'll, he'll retire. Um, but we'll see. I mean, it depends on the injury. It depends when he comes back. Like once he's like kind of healthy again, how the workouts go and everything else. 
it's going to really depend on a lot of that that stuff. So it's going to be it's a lot of things are going to be changing. Is when you get Brady, I mean Brady's probably got some time on him. He, I don't think he's looking to retire anytime soon. Um, but you know when Big Ben leaves and Brady leaves and. I think Rodgers has a few more years in him, in, in him as well. But once those guys leave, it's really going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. And I think that as long as Lamar Jackson continues doing what he's doing and he, heaven, you know, heaven forbid, doesn't get injured, I think he's going to be one of those top-tier quarterbacks in the, in the entire NFL. Oh, yeah, you are starting to see a shift in what is expected of a quarterback. Uh, there's no longer those older guys like the Phillip Rivers, the Drew Brees, who just stay in the pocket and throw a good pass. Even Baker Mayfield, that's that's how Baker Mayfield plays. He's like, he's like an old school, old school quarterback. He yeah. plays his idol is Joe Montana, and he tries to play like him. <laughs> um, but quarterbacks, I think they're evolving just in general. You watch college ball. Guys like Joe Burrow, you know, Jalen Hurts, yeah. Tua, they're all on the move. Yeah. Now, given it is college, the defenses aren't as good as an NFL team. But even guys like Josh Allen, who really just start to run and just can move and are very versatile in and out of the pocket. I think that's very important for quarterbacks, and that's really the next wave in the NFL. And I think the Ravens are proving that right now. They're one, he- one step ahead in their offense. And the rest of the NFL is just trying to keep up. Yeah, I mean, it's very difficult, like like we talked about earlier. To It's one thing to plan for Lamar Jackson, but it's also another thing to actually tackle him and get him to the ground. Very rarely do you see him really go to the ground. And when you feel like the pocket is collapsing, when a lot of quarterbacks will kind of just duck into the pocket and they won't move out of the pocket, Lamar Jackson just does everything he can to get out of the pocket. I also like the fact that... Yes, he runs the ball a, a ton during the game. But our time of possession with the ball is making the Ravens so dynamic as well. And that's something that nobody kind of pays attention to. It's just good play calling. Right. And if you have possessions win you games, especially in football, possessions win you games. If the Ravens have, a, have you know their first drive or whatever, and it's what? It starts with like 15 minutes of play time. They're running. Their their drive is lasting until at least nine minutes on the clock, if not eight, every single time that I've at least seen them. And then it keeps going from there. Yep. No. It's it's amazing what they do. And what I love is they use Lamar for what he is. They have plays incorporated with his speed. He's not a quarterback where. I, like when Russell Wilson would just get into the league. It's another fast quarterback. He likes to get out of the pocket. He can throw on the run. He can move. But Russell Wilson, he does that pretty much all by himself. He sees the pocket closing. He jumps out. He does his own thing. He makes a play, which I think is great. That's amazing to be able to do that as a quarterback. But it's a little risky. It's too risky, in my opinion. Lamar Jackson, the coaching, John Harbaugh, they're all... They're using his speed. They're running tactical plays with Lamar Jackson running the ball or passing it off to Mark Ingram or get running an option. And I think that's amazing. It's really putting together a strong offense that is still efficient and not that, oh, he's fast, so if he has to run, he'll run. But the Ravens are like, you know what, Lamar Jackson? We're running this play where we just want you to run. That is your go-to. Run the ball. Become a running back for this play. 
and it's worked perfectly for him. It's caught all defenses off guard. It's really hard to see, no matter what formation they're lined up, yep. the kid can get out of it. The kid can move. The kid has a really great technique when it comes to handing the ball off. He, when he's handing the ball off, you can't even see the ball being handed off, which I think is amazing. He catches the camera guys next all the time. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, those skills are very important. And, yeah, 100%. And, and you don't I, know if Lamar Ingram has the ball right? until one of them is five <laughs> yards down the field. <laughs> even when Mark Ingram, and Mark Ingram, you got to praise this guy too. He is a slugger, man. He gets tackled and it looks like he's going down and then out of nowhere he'll be still up and running. And it's just great to get those extra yards. It's just going to benefit your team. Yep. I was excited when he first came into the league. Um, unfortunately, he just didn't get enough opportunities on the other teams, especially the Saints. So I'm glad he's really come to the Ravens and he's played like the Mark Ingram I remember when he got the time that he did. Yeah. So it's very interesting, and I think it's going to be a very interesting game against the the, the Texans. Uh, J.J. Watt, I believe, is out for the season. Yep, J.J. Watt is injured. He's out for the rest of the season, which is very detrimental to the Texans' defense, especially when they have traded away Jadavian Clowney. Um, speaking of Jadavian Clowney, he was the <laughs> defensive player of the week this last week he had five tackles um fumble recovery touchdown just an overall great performance against san francisco a big part of why the seahawks ended up winning was their defense well it's gonna be it's gonna be a very interesting very interesting game um i think that you know if the ravens come to play offensive and defensively it'll be be very easy for them Yep, I think Watson is, in my eyes, he could have been close to what Lamar Jackson was coming into the league. He had huge expectations, and he played very well, running quarterback super fast, but that injury really just ruined his season, and he came back strong, which is good for him, but he's, I feel like he would have still been stronger if he had that year to play. For sure, for sure. So... With that being said, it's going to be very interesting to see how how he handles the Baltimore defense and what he decides to do. And I think this injury, it, it's like any time a quarterback gets injured, it throws off their game. That's what it seems like to me. Joe Flacco got a concussion. That kind of threw his game off a little bit. I think that's half the reason why they brought Lamar Jackson in in the first place because obviously Flacco wasn't up to par of what they wanted him to be like. Now, I don't think... Dalton didn't get injured, but you can kind of see that people are testing the waters with these with these quarterbacks. I mean, they're not really taking anything from yep, anything. With the young quarterbacks, one hundred percent. Look at Mariota, Heisman yeah. winner, been leading the um, Titans since he got into the league. He got benched for Ryan Tannehill, a failed Dolphins quarterback, and he's been leading the charge. I think giving these co- second-string quarterbacks opportunities, and they're taking full advantage of it. They need these opportunities. Yeah, Kyle Allen, he's now starting quarterback for the Panthers. They're talking about trading Cam Newton to the Bears. These quarterbacks are taking charge, and you, I really just love to see it. Yeah, it no, really... I, 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 think, I think it's very important. I think it shows that you know, you can come into this league and expect to be kind of a second string and then boom, out of nowhere, you're like in that first string spot working hard. I think it's great, honestly. 
Yeah, I agree. It really just proves that they are still growing. I mean, even if you look at some of the running backs, you know, um, Josh Gordon comes back. They're using him again, but they're running a two-running two back system very efficiently. Um, Kamara, he's doing great. Um, but Kareem Hunt, he's back. And Nick Chubb is doing absolutely great. Nick Chubb is on track right now to be close to one of the few running backs who've had over 200 yards in a single season. These are guys like... Uh, Barry Sanders, Eric Dickerson, O.J. Simpson, like amazing running backs. And he's over at 900 yards already in the season. But I think Kareem Hunt is going to slow him down on that aspect. Now, what would be great is if Lamar Jackson somehow got into the 2000s league, being a quarterback and rushing for over 2,000 yards in a single season. That would be pretty cool. And honestly, with as many games as we have left, with all the teams that we're playing, I think it's definitely possible. I think it is 100% possible. That would be amazing. I mean, he's over 700 rushing yards right now. I mean, and we're a little bit over halfway through the season. But if you give playoffs, I think he could join the 2000s. He might be able to. But I'll tell you, if he doesn't do it this year, it'll happen. I think it's definitely going to happen eventually for sure. But um, how'd you do uh, on fantasy this week? Well, I'm on a I'm on a five game win streak right now, so I'm doing pretty well overall. My team has been doing great. I'm really just carrying me. Um, I hope to keep it going, keep it strong. You know, I've got a lot of great players, but I'm a pretty active fantasy player personally, an active trader. I like to pick up and drop players yeah. pretty consistently throughout the league um, and throughout the weeks that we play i'm not one to really stick with a roster but i i like how that like how the nfl is going i do like to give different <laughs> players different chances to perform especially with given the given matchups of the players playing specific defenses or stuff like that i mean if we're talking fantasy sometimes if a game is even too easy for example uh kirk cousins threw four touchdowns over 300 yards for two games in a row Next thing you know, they're playing Washington's next on their schedule. And, I mean, being realistically, if you know football, Washington's an easy team, but with Dalvin Cook, they're just going to run all over Washington. They're going to get a few touchdowns, run off the clock, not risk anyone getting injured. It's an easy win. For sure. Yeah. uh, My fantasy team, I have no comment right now. I am on a (laughs) three-game losing streak. I almost beat – I did almost beat Mikey for the second time, handing him his second loss almost – uh, yep. The Seattle defense had just done a little bit better. And that's hard to ask because they had an amazing game, but yep. They did, but guy. they're sitting at 22 points, and they missed two or three picks that they could have yep. had. In their, hands. in their hands. In their hands. And with that being said, that would have taken me to win the game. Yep. And I lost. It, it went down from 22 points to 19 points, and that just really kind of took over. That but was a defense dominated games on both sides. Uh, guys like Nick Bosa, Richard Sherman just locking down Seattle's players, uh, Jadavian Clowney, the linebackers on the Seahawks just doing amazing. And yes, there was so many pick opportunities and fumbles. There was over five fumbles with the, both there, teams. There were, a lot of, there were a lot of fumbles, um, for sure. Did, those guys couldn't hold on to the ball at all. You could see Pete Carroll on the sidelines of expression <laughs> of pure shock on how Russell Wilson fumbled the ball, and then the offensive lineman who scooped it up fumbled it immediately after, leading to San Francisco <laughs> getting the ball and scoring a touchdown. Like, just an, it's an insane game. I'd say one of the best of the year so far. Yeah, I don't... 
with these fumbles, man. You just gotta hold on to the ball. Yeah, one of the first um, things they teach you. Even in the uh, even in the Vikings game towards the end, running back thought he had the ball and just out of nowhere just bobbled it up. Like you're wearing gloves, bro. You should be able to be, you know, dynamic enough to hold on to the ball at the at the last second. Yet if he had fumbled it and, they, and the other team had picked it up and scored a touchdown, I think the Vikings would have lost. Yeah. So. It's it's stuff like that. It's the little things, but yeah, fantasy right now definitely going your way more than mine. Real quick, we're gonna talk about the hood college sports because you gotta shout out the women's basketball team tonight, getting their first win over Shenandoah in an extremely close matchup. Uh, the Blazers won fifty-two to fifty-one. It was just an incredible game to watch. I was there, and I thought it was I thought it was an, an incredible game. And both of our soccer teams, unfortunately, the men's soccer team did not make playoffs. The girls' soccer team did make playoffs. Their first round game was against Albright, which they unfortunately lost. However, both teams are playing in the ECAC uh, tournament. And I haven't heard anything about uh, who the girls are playing, but the guys are playing NYU. And supposedly, from what I've been hearing, NYU plays in the toughest soccer conference in Division Three. So it's going to be very interesting to see how it all plays out and turns out. Um, but other than that, I think I think that this is going to be an incredible week for NFL games. I'm looking forward to watching the Ravens, and I think that it's going to be something special. And I think that Lamar Jackson is going to have another solid game. Yeah, speaking of uh, college sports, in the Division One football news, great game this past weekend with LSU beating Alabama. I did see that. Yep, I did 46-41. see that. 46-41. I was in Louisiana at the time. Absolutely electric. Amazing game. Uh, Joe Burrow is just leading an amazing offense in general. Um, LSU is back to being ranked number one in um, the college football playoffs right now. LSU is number one. Ohio State has moved down to number two. Clemson jumped his way back up to number three. Yeah, they weren't even they uh, they weren't even in there for a little while. They were not. They were bumped out. Um, that was a little concerning to all the Clemson fans out there. Yeah, they they weren't doing so hot. I was worried about them. They were down to sixth, seventh place. Uh, Georgia's number four. Alabama, though, is now no longer in the top four. Which there's a lot of talk about how these rankings are made, um, considering some teams are still undefeated, some teams are doing great. Um, number 17 ranked Minnesota had a huge upset over Penn State, who was at the time ranked number four. They're now ranked number eight um, after that loss. So there's a lot of moving around in college football. I'm really excited to see who will make the playoffs. But honestly, I think they should incorporate more than four, just four teams in the college football playoffs. I think it's been around long enough where they should grow it to an eight-team Playoff. 18 playoff, yeah. I, I can agree with that. Um, yep. It just makes it more exciting. Exactly. Honestly. Especially how college football is played. That yeah. makes it so much more exciting. With the constant upsets and just all the teams who are just amazingly good. Like Oklahoma. You got C.D. Lamb. Uh, Jalen Hurd's running it. And they're ranked number 10. You know, they're, yeah. they're nowhere near playoffs. And But they should be because, you know, a top 10 team could probably – be just as great as the number one team especially in college football it just works out that way exactly so making that an eight league team that would just be it would it would 
it would be a good move by college football. Absolutely. And it's definitely been around long enough where they can make it happen. It's just when they will make it happen. Um, because right now, Oregon is sitting at number six, which I think is amazing. They've really made a good comeback. There's been a lot of talks about their quarterback, Herbert, and how he's been playing. And he's been just been doing a great job. But that's just a little bit of news in college football and looking at some of the potential Heisman winners, J.K. Dobbins, Joe Burrow, all these guys who are just really leading college football and will eventually be in the NFL and doing a great job when doing so. Absolutely. Well, we talked about a lot of NFL stuff today more or less on the Ravens because the Ravens are probably one of the top teams to talk about at the moment. Good two weeks. Great two weeks. Um, I'm looking forward to the next two weeks and we talked a little bit about hood sports as well as college sports and I think that it's going to be a very 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 great second half of the NFL season, great second half to the college seasons and great you know start out for the winter sports of Hood College. And for the Entertainment Hub, I'm Scott Kiwi. I'm Nigel Strickland. And we will see you next time. It's been real.